Hey everyone, this is Father Conrad. You may have heard our episode with the CEO of Holo, which is a Catholic meditation app which helps you to enter deeply into the Catholic spiritual tradition in an easy and convenient way. Well, if you heard that or if you want to hear about that, you can check it out. But you can also sign up for a free 30-day extended trial of the Holo Plus app. You can also enter a giveaway to win two free year-long subscriptions to the app. Details and links can be found in the show notes. So if you're looking for a way to dive a little bit deeper into your prayer life in a way that kind of fits with your life, this is a great opportunity. Go check it out. Thanks. God bless. Social justice. I've heard about that, right? Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad, and I have with me in the studio Father Rich Miserandino. Father Rich, welcome back to Catholic Bites. Thank you. It's good to be back, and thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Good. Well, I mean, we're we're visiting your place, so, yeah. so it feels very at home, very familiar. <laughs> this studio looks a lot like my dining room. And Father Rich, you're going to talk to us today. We're going to talk a little bit about something that's been in the news quite a bit, but also something that perhaps is not the most well understood area of Catholic teaching, which is Catholic social teaching, and specifically the phrase social justice. So what does social justice mean? Absolutely. Well, I, I'm glad that you've invited me to be here to talk about this, because I think it's something that we, we could get to know a little bit better as Catholics. It's one of the, I think, lesser understood aspects of our faith. And I want to talk about social justice, because I was having a conversation with friends the other day, and um, Somebody brought up the term social justice, and it was very clear that the way that we were talking about it, we that people were thinking about it as if it were some sort of modern political invention, it was something that just came about in recent years where people were like, "Oh, social justice." And I, I think even as we were talking about this, you said like that that has to do with like coffee and like fair trade coffee, right? <laughs> and yeah, it's like there's there's this sense that this is something that's come about in recent years, and it's come about of an understanding of politics. And I think at its root, I guess what I want to get across today is uh, not just what is social justice, but it has this deep and rich roots in our faith. It's, it's, it's an essential part of our faith because ultimately it's rooted in uh, our, our call by Jesus to love our neighbor as ourself and to love God above all things. God above all things, neighbor as ourself. And so I guess to start with social justice, like a, a, a definition, so justice, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, my hero and homeboy, would <laughs> say that the virtue of justice is one that regards rendering unto another person their due. Um, so justice is like giving someone their just desserts. Um, what, what, what's owed to them? And we could get into a number of different like trees about what that is, or, but for, for this purposes of this podcast, I think it's just good to say justice is giving somebody what they, what they deserve. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I always like to start out by noting that Thomas's definition of justice is different than what you actually hear so much of in the world. Um, because when people talk about justice in the world right now, oftentimes they think of what's owed to me. Mm. And it's a very inward looking thing like give me. And the definition that St. Thomas gives is actually kind of outward looking. It's looking towards the other and saying, what ought I to give that person? Yeah, it's, it's, and in fact, it's a virtue, which means it's the habitual di disposition to look at making sure that there's a balance in, in society, that what is deserved is given to those who, are, who deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's this interior disposition, this habit, this virtue, that w we want to habitually, because we, we've, we've been doing it for, uh, and we've been practicing that virtue, and we're elevated by grace to do it, we look in a Christian sense and we say, okay, what can I give to this person? What ought to I give to this person in love and charity? 
um, and oftentimes even in mercy. And so social justice is just this conception of justice, and we, when we start to expand it, we realize that as human beings, we're really called to live in a society. Mm -hmm. we're, we're creatures that live together, and we even have that, like, Jesus, there's a reason Jesus founded a church and not just, like, atomized believers. We're meant to live together and to love each other in the charity of God. And I think that social justice is the recognition that, okay, when we're talking about rendering unto the other their due, it certainly pertains to individuals, but our society is made up of so many more layers that go beyond individuals. So, for instance, we sit here and I look out the window and I see our beloved St. Bernadette School. And St. Bernadette School is made up of a lot of little kids and it's a lot of teachers and it's a, it's a whole community, um, which isn't, but the, the school itself isn't like a person. You know, it's, it's a small society, but they still have rights. They still have things that ought to be given to them. They, they still have um, a, a system of, of living that needs to be cared for. And it's the same for things like schools or churches or, um, I don't know, people who get together to, to learn how to dance or whatever. They're, all the way up to the level of countries and nations, there, there are different levels of society that have their own system of, of rights and needs uh, that need to be addressed and that we're called to address in justice and giving the other their due. And so social justice is really just the teaching of the church, applying the teachings of, of the church and that virtue of justice to the things of society as we see them. It's, it's when you get right down to it, I don't see it as an all too controversial topic, even though it is kind of, it's a natural extension of, well, yes, justice to the society. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, it's actually a bedrock teaching of the Catholic Church. It's, it's been around since Jesus, because <laughs> <laughs> Jesus does exhort us to love our neighbor as ourself. And the, I think the roots of it, like I was saying earlier, one of the things that's quite interesting is when you, you talk to people about social justice, again, they, they think it's a political cause or it's something. And I, I was telling Father Conrad earlier, um, I was telling you earlier that like, it strikes me as weird when I hear it in like a disjointed political context today, because it's something that belongs very richly to our faith. Um, it's, as, it's as if like one of the major political parties would suddenly start using transubstantiation, but like only in like, it's, it's like a shadow of its meaning. And they were like, <laughs> well, we invented this word. And Well, what do you think, what do you make of that then? Like what, what is distinct between the, richer Catholic social justice understanding uh, that you've described and, you know, perhaps the caricature of it on both the right and the left? Yeah, so I think that's, that's a, a great question. I would say that the Catholic Church has the perspective of grace and the perspective of seeing the whole human person um, and that human person as they flourish in the grace of God. So we see, like, the complete picture mm -hmm. of, like, not only who is the human person supposed to be, but who is the, you know, what the society of, of heaven is supposed to look like. So mm -hmm. that's our end goal. And like what the society of the church is supposed to look mm -hmm. like. And that's our end goal for like here and now as we're wayfarers. And so the church has this comprehensive perspective and it is therefore able to order all of the other pieces of social justice. And there, there's, for instance, you'll hear words, and I'd like to talk about this more another time, like solidarity or mm -hmm. subsidiarity or, or respect for human life or um, a living wage, or like all of these different things are pieces of social justice. They're, they're all pieces of rendering unto another their due. But the church sees how they all fit together in a coherent thing without neglecting any one. I would say that where modern political movements err is that 
kind of of necessity, they forced God out of the equation. Mm -hmm. And that's because they've removed God and grace from the equation. They've really removed the end of the human person, the thriving of the human person from that. And so the topic becomes very atomized. It becomes very divided. And it's kind of like the original definition of the word heresy. You know, heresy means to choose. Um, and so, like, they, people pick and choose what aspects of the larger mm -hmm. network of social justice um, that they, they happen to like, that happens to fit. And then they say, well, this is a social justice cause. And then other people sort of react against that and say, well, that social justice cause is, you know, only your political position or whatever. And they reject it wholeheartedly. And so I think that what you see on the right and left, the distortions that are there, and there's, there's different ones in either. Um, but what you see sort of overall is the, the divorce from, of social justice from its context and who the church knows is the truth of the human person and who the church knows is a person made in the image and likeness of God. Yeah, I was going to say that. I think that's really the key. Like the, the church has a richer understanding of the human person and the destiny of the human person and the dignity of the human person. And modern political and economic movements tend to dumb down or, or rationalize away those aspects. And so, you know, a Marxist version of social justice only takes into consideration material economic man, which isn't the whole picture of the human person, that, the, that we really have to consider the spiritual side if, if a human being is going to thrive, regardless of your religion. And likewise, modern laissez-faire capitalism, which does the exact same thing just in a different way and and leads to the denigration of the material uh, side of things as well. You know, so there's there's this this taking the the richness and the fullness of what a human being is and and understanding justice based on that context. Like that what's due to man is not only uh economic goods, but also the opportunity for, for spiritual thriving and, and this, the, the social context for spiritual thriving, um, along with economic thriving. But taking stripping that away, you just get half of a picture or a quarter of a picture, which doesn't end up satisfying uh, the demands of justice. Yeah, absolutely. You get, I guess C.S. Lewis would call it men without chests. Mm -hmm. You know, you get like, <laughs> or like, I, I love Brideshead Revisited has this character Rex Mottram mm -hmm, in it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he's a, a small piece of a man inhabiting like a full man's body, you know, <laughs> um, I think is how uh, Evelyn Waugh puts it. But I, I, I think about that a lot for like the, the, the vision of man that's offered. I'm glad that you mentioned that sort of, you know, laissez-faire capitalism and Marxism, because it's very interesting. One of the pivotal documents for... Um, Social justice uh, is rerum novarum, written by one of my favorite popes, Pope Leo the Thirteenth, mm -hmm. who is a complete baller. Um, can I say that? Yeah. I yes, think you so. can. You can say um, that. And he, no, he was awesome. Like when you when you look at the life of Leo the Thirteenth, he did some pretty amazing things. My, one of my favorites is he met with two saints, Saint Francis Xavier Cabrini and uh, Elizabeth Ann Seton, in the same year, and like both gave them like radical spiritual advice that set them off on a different course <laughs> to the United States and changed the face of our nation. So like Leo the 13th, he also was one of these guys, he got elected when he was really old because they figured he wouldn't last long. And then he was like the second longest reigning. Pope. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he, 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 I, I love him. I love him for so many things. But, um, so he wrote this encyclical rerum novarum. And in this encyclical, he talks about exactly that he has from the Catholic perspective, from that perspective of, the integrated human person made in the image and likeness of God and like bound for heaven. Mm -hmm. Like in that perspective of the fullness of who we are and the society that best sort of contributes to that, 
He writes on this topic of social justice, and he has some criticisms for Marxists, and he has some criticisms for like unfettered capitalists as well. And if you think about it, in the world at that time, it was kind of like the Industrial Revolution, and you were looking at some pretty squalid And the church is the advocate of the poor. Uh, the church is standing up for like the average man and saying, well, hold on. If you, like, and really, in, in certain parts of the document, the pope is saying, well, how in the world can people have time to flourish in God if they're working in a mill for like 20 mm-hmm. hours a day? Like they go to work, and then they, they crash, and they go to sleep, and then they come back. And like, how is that a life worth living? Mm-hmm. You know, And how does that even give them an opportunity to thrive? And I think you noted so well, like the, both of those systems, like the system of Marxism and the system of sort of this unfettered capitalism, um, they both contribute to, to sort of the beating down and the isolation of man from, from that end in God. Well, I guess uh, Rerum Navarum would be a good recommendation then for people if there's something they want to read about authentic Catholic social teaching. Also, the Catechism has a great, great options. And, um, and I think there, we have other great podcasts uh, back in the archives about some of those topics, and we'll also uh, bring them out again, I think, uh, in future episodes. So, Father Rich, thank you for getting us started down this path and for um, uh, having a nice discussion about, about the reality of social justice, that it's a truly Catholic thing, and it's not something that should be put in scare quotes or something like that, but that we should embrace the fullness of it and what it means. Thank you, everyone, also for listening. Uh, If you'd like to get more Catholic podcasts, you can find us at catholicbytespodcast.com or you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Just search for Catholic Bites, and Bites is spelled with a Y because we like to. Uh, And uh, thank you, and God bless you.